Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to have you with us on this Friday. In a few moments, we'll hear from Neil Riddell in the final half hour. We'll hear from Donnie Collins. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrew's best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day. Six great flavors of slushies and the pickle bar. Led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. It is all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Also, Sunbury Motors certifying its pre-owned inventory. Great time for trade-ins, too. Dalt Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Roots 11 and 15, Humble's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call of the day. Utah last night opening up with Weber State. And Rashid Saheed puts on a show. Kickoff. Noy has sent it to the goal line. And Rashid Saheed on the return. Saheed, who is dangerous, has a hole. Saheed was five career returns for scores. Trying to make it six. And he does. Touchdown, Weaver State. Turning things for the Wildcats. Weaver State on top. Yep, that gave him a 7-3 lead in the ballgame last night, that kickoff return. And he is a specialist at it. Our Thursday night highlights. Fabulous. Great to have Thursday night highlights back. And also great to have back with us. Longtime friend. We were reminiscing uh, up in the uh, press box a few weeks ago about how far we go back and how... Our, our careers have paralleled each other, even though he's a couple of years older than I am. That's why I always consider it just to be great and a privilege to have on my old friend Neil Riddell from the Altoona Mirror. Neil, always great to be with you. Hey, Steve. Right back at you, pal. Thank you. Can you think, you know, every offseason brings with it its own personality, and, you know, there'll be twists and turns, whatever. But can you think of an offseason that had more stories than this offseason in football? Seems like a a lot longer than um, just a few months, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, the, the late start, kind of the early finish. We've waited a long time to resume what hopefully will be as close to a normal season as we can have. Yeah, I know. But when you look at name, image, and likeness, Texas, Oklahoma, yeah. college football player, ever, you know, the, I mean, who would have thought Alston would have had – the Austin case went went to the Supreme Court. Who would have thought that Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh would be on the same side as Sonia Sotomayor and, and Elena Kagan? It was, I mean, it was Austin plus nine. <laughs> and and talk about stories. And it seemed like uh, it was heading to a twelve-team playoff. Yeah. Um, 
very quickly, and that got slowed down by by Oklahoma and Texas. Exactly, and that you know, and I, Neil, I was saying earlier, and I want to get your take on this. If I'm a commissioner, I I'm pushing for twelve, and here's the reason why. I'm sitting down in a room with my athletic directors, so I don't care if I'm Bob Bowlesby, Greg Sankey, uh, Kevin Warren, George Kleofkopf, or Jim Phillips, any one of the Power Five commissioners. And I'm sitting in a room with my athletic directors, and they all have one thing in common. They all lost eight figures last year. I have to figure out a way to make up the money, don't I? Yeah, but the self-preservation, you know, when you're sitting with those athletic directors, you know, you wonder, you know, how about the game? How about the musical chairs? What happens when the music stops here? Um, I'm sure those are difficult conversations to have as a group. Um, you know, what happens if, if um, say, even Penn State, say if Penn State was approached by some kind of super conference, mm-hmm. uh, how deep is the loyalty uh, you know, if you know that you know Ohio State may be uh, approached as well, so I, I would think it's, the, the colleagues have to be kind of uncomfortable. So let's get to actually the games. Yes, there are games being played. Uh, what's your initial read on this football team, and is does how last season play out uh, the way it played out confuse the read at all? Well, a little bit. I think mainly um, a lot to prove. Um, to prove that last year was a real aberration. But on the same token, I mean, uh, I think Penn State played better teams the first half of last year than they did in the second half of last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even though they won even de- decisively um, to finish the season, uh, you know, I don't know if there's a false sense of security there that they have to guard against. Um, you know, they have the same type of an opener, I think a better uh, better opponent, but still Big Ten road opener um, to start the season. And, you know, I just, uh, you know, the backdrop of so many tough games, a lot of them away from home, uh, I think, you know, with the new offensive coordinator, I think there's so many storylines. It should be a fun season. I do think they're going to be much improved, uh, closer to the to what we saw the second half of the season than the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, uh, you know, between what we expect to be a, a better offense, uh, you know, with an exciting coordinator, aggressive coordinator, uh, and, and you would – think that John Clifford would be closer to his 2019 form. Yeah, in the uh, 20 games he's played, you know, the last four of last year and the 12 he started the year before, he had excuse me, 28 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, and they were 14-2 and two in those games. But the first four that he started last year, because he didn't start the Iowa game, right? Uh, you know, obviously turnovers were a big problem. Uh, so, for... Fourteen and six as a starter, right, Steve? That we have. 14, yeah, fourteen and six as a yeah. starter. Fourteen and two in the uh, games outside of the four-game losing streak. Uh, so, what tumblers need to fall into place to open the vault to success for across the board for this team? 
Well, I think he was on the run a lot last year um, as far as, uh, you know, the offensive line and coverage breakdowns and whatnot. You, you really hadn't seen that many, uh, you know, quarterback touchdowns for the other team, fumbles, the ball security. So I think some of that is a comfortability uh, with the offensive line. Uh, he does have a lot of pieces around him. Um, there is pressure on him because you don't have a real um, proven backup. Levis, at least, you know, was a presence there that you uh, that had some previous experience and played well at times in 19, certainly at Ohio State. So um, I think Clifford can't put too much pressure on himself. He appeared to do that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, uh, you know, probably the pace, and Steve, you see it a lot closer than I do, but I mean, the pace of the offense, the play calling, um, getting the ball out of his hands quickly, I would think, building confidence in your in your quarterback and your offense and your whole football team, uh, I think will be a real priority. What do you see defensively from Penn State personnel-wise? Well, I mean, I, I even, though, even though they had uh, guys that went to the NFL even early, uh, I didn't think that they recognized uh, real well uh, to misdirections, to the line of scrimmage plays, uh, early in games, setting tones. Uh, people were busting 50- and 60-yard runs against them, uh, which we really haven't seen that that often by Penn State's defense um, over the years, the spanning head coaches and coordinators. So I, I think that's something that they really have to – address uh, moving containing setting the edge uh, on defense and the other thing and maybe this was part of of a, of a pass rush or getting out schemed or whatever it was four interceptions all year last year yeah i mean you, they've it's it's the fewest they've ever had yeah. um so i mean people i don't know i always felt like when penn state's offense struggles you know people kind of expect that at times but when the defense struggles it's a crisis yeah <laughs> maybe maybe that's just how we all grew up with it yeah but, um i think they they really and turning to this weekend hey you know you've got a new coordinator there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve um so i think you, again you've got to count on your defense to at least be able to match wisconsin's physical style and stop the run and and those things and what's interesting is Wisconsin's coming off a year where they're baffled uh, because I mean, Wisconsin football last year averaged 3.93 yards per carry. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I was talking to a couple of their people this morning, and they are they were baffled by that last year. Well, didn't COVID really wreck their Oh, season, no, Steve? quite. They opened up great with Illinois. Remember, Mertz was 20-21, and it was phenomenal. Right. And then they didn't play for three weeks. Right. And it's just if it just set them back dramatically, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And they're gonna get a lot of juice being at home and I think Penn State, uh, it'll be exciting also to even be part of a game with with uh, you know, as close to a full house as people are, are comfortable with. But what a great opener though. I mean to me this this is one this is on a real short list of the most um, of the toughest openers Penn State's really ever had. Agreed. Uh, you know, I think I, you know, I guess you go back to um, 
the kickoff classic when uh, they agreed to play and weren't ready in 83. Nebraska was number one, but as far as going on the road against uh, a real respected opponent, um, there have been some kickoff classics where they've had, you know, whether Georgia Tech or USC, good teams, but this is this is on that list. Yeah, no, it's this is absolutely on the short list. There's no no getting around it. Yeah, uh, when uh, when you look at the job right now, what you do, what keeps the juices flowing for you decades into this job that makes it exciting for you to still be a part of it, Neil? Um, well, I admit, you know, I enjoy looking back. Uh, as much as looking ahead, the games are still fun, and the interest I always considered a privilege to write about Penn State football in this region because there's so much interest in it. Um, and the internet has has multiplied that, where you have readers all over the world, really, and mm-hmm. they're just an email or or a click away. So I've enjoyed that. Uh, hopefully, being able to have a perspective like you. Uh, that goes back, uh, geez, I think I'm, I think I'm, we're in our sixth decade of <laughs> following the football team. Yeah. I, you know, that's really been a privilege. You know, I've never taken it lightly or for granted. I mean, and so, uh, hey, I admit, you know, I don't follow all the, uh, the emphasis on recruiting and, you know, what sophomores might visit. Um, I'd rather just kind of reserve till they, get here um and i know there's you know a real priority on that now and you know i'm not i mean i understand that but i still like to go back uh to the to the history and the the great players uh and the great teams and the great coaches that we were all um you know been treated to be able to watch no question you mentioned uh the comforting going back uh to a stadium I don't know. Uh, did you get a gauge on high school attendance last weekend at all? Because I know you follow that closely. And if you did, yeah, I, well, I actually you, helped. Yeah, what was yeah. the gauge? Well, I covered uh, Altoona Holidaysburg, and it was just a, a terrific night. You know, to be able to, uh, you know, whether it's uh, Altoona Holidaysburg or Bellwood Tyrone, when you're starting the game, the season out with a rivalry, particularly. Uh, because I do help out with our high school coverage because it's really all hands on deck, um, you know, trying to to keep that, to sustain as much high school coverage as we can because we feel like we're the source for that, uh, one of the only sources for that, at least in print. Yes. So, um, but I remember I, I went out to uh, Northern Bedford last year, uh, and Bellwood was playing there. It was literally literally only uh, seen, uh, only parents of Northern Bedford. I don't think Bellwood had anybody there. Um, and that was the rule in that particular league. Uh, and this year, it was, it was just great. You know, opening night of high school football, you know, it's starting to get a little chillier. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody's undefeated. you got a rivalry going. And win or lose, it's just it's a community event. Um, so the, a lot of fun. I think that's, that's, that's great perspective. Uh, and I feel the same way. You know, little snaps starting to come in the air, and you know, you're out of the high school game, and the town's there. It's great. So, because my my point when it comes to the college games is that we will see a lot of people at the college games, 
But will it be sold out? I can't answer that because I just don't know what everybody's comfort level is about being there. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, maybe the tickets will be sold. Uh, but I think yeah. as far as people making decisions on, you know, you can't get away from uh, uh, what's around us. I mean, the numbers just keep going up, unfortunately. And, um, you know, we thought maybe we were through it. Uh, you know, in, in June and July, we went here, and I know in Center County, too. I mean, it was single digits, even zero for right. several days in a row. And yep. now, now we're back to, you know, 20 and 30 and the accumulation for the weekend. And so, I don't know. I mean, it's... <laughs> I know this is supposed to be uplifting and football will help, but it will the worst 18 months of our lives. Yeah, and it it's just changed so many things. That's why I'm just wondering about, you know, again, there'll be tens of thousands. For example, somebody said to me, I'm surprised Wisconsin's not sold out, and it's not. Uh, and I said, I said, look, they're going to have at least 70,000 people there. I said, so that's a good sign, but I said, Nobody knows what everybody's comfort level is or what they experienced in the last 18 months to determine their comfort level. Yeah, uh, exactly. And and, let's, and everybody's also spoiled. You know, a lot of people have a 50-inch-plus TV in, in their <laughs> yeah. living room. So, you know, they're not that far from the refrigerator or the restroom. Uh, you know, so <laughs> as football fans... We've, we've had it our way. Uh, I really appreciate you a lot. You know that. Um, the, you know, we, we were really reminiscing a couple of weeks ago about all the stuff that we've seen together yeah, along the way. Maybe, maybe in a different floor of the, of the, of the press box, but uh, Neil and I have been, geez, I mean, we've been to... We've been good friends for a long, long time, and it's just it's just a lot of fun that we can at least share perspective on stuff like that. I really appreciate you very much. Well, thanks, Steve. Uh, you know, I know I've got to be exciting for you, and yeah. uh, you know, to be able to call, uh, you know, Penn State football, you know, with with Jack Ham. Oh God! Um, yeah. I mean, just a terrific opportunity. I'm really happy for you. I'm, I know Appreciate it's such that. a great passion, and uh, uh, the people can always count on knowing uh, where the ball is and who's uh, who's uh, on top of every single play. And it's. Uh, we we all we all appreciate you for that. Well, appreciate that very much, and I you know I was able to get a great baton from Fran Fisher to help set it up. So, thank you so much, Neil. Appreciate it very much, and can't wait to see you. Thanks, Steve. Take care. The outstanding Neil Riddell, always great perspective, and experience lends itself to perspective, and Neil has great perspective based on his experience. Great to have him on the show. Another guy with great perspective is Donnie Collins. He's coming up in the next half hour, the final half hour of the show. Today's show, by the way, is brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. They have wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. We already had a heavy dose of college football last night. 
We got a high school football and, of course, more college football tonight. A full day of college football Saturday, starting with Penn State and Wisconsin at noon on at 1030 here on WKOK. More college football on Sunday and a game on Monday. So stock up for the weekend now. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Donnie Collins in the final half hour of the show and the final half hour for the week. Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Final half hour of the show. Great to have you with us. Our thanks to Frank Bodani for being on the show today. Reginald Walker being on the show. Neil Riddell still to come. Donnie Collins from the Scranton Times Tribune. High school football tonight. Shickle and me back in action 7 o'clock here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Uh, Kevin and the Chief, I'm beginning at uh, 630 this evening. As Shickle and me looks to break through in game two of the season. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Back, go over now. Start stocking up for the weekend. There's so much going on. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies and the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. It's all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Great time for trade-ins. Max out on that. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Sunbury Motors certified pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. 
All right, so Penn State, Wisconsin tomorrow, noon the kickoff, on at 10.30 tomorrow from Camp Randall in Madison here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Joining us now from the Screen Times Tribune, my old friend who gives great perspective, Donnie Collins. Donnie, welcome back. Great to have you with us. It's great to be here. See, it's great to have football season back. Absolutely, it's great to have it back. Let me ask you, before we get to that, did you get any gauge either personally or from uh, people you work with about high school football attendance last week in your area? We start this week. We start this week. So it starts for you this week. Oh, no, 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 no. Actually, my my bad. My my first game is this week. So, they, no, they did start last week. I, I was at the game I was at. Um, was was a kind of a, I, I I was on vacation last week so I but but I did get I did get to a game our our high school we my my children attend Abington Heights High School and they had a uh, they 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 put turf down on their new field at the high school they don't usually use that field for for games but um yeah th- th- that was pretty well attended we 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 went up for a couple of minutes because we could walk to the game but but yeah I, I didn't hear anything huge about any differences in, in attendance at high school games, but I, I've noticed over the past few years, anyway, that it's been de- on, the, on the decrease. So I, I, think, I think it'll be interesting to see what, what comes of that this year you know, with, with more people kind of skittish about going out. It's a, which then brings me to, obviously, the games that we cover. Uh, I know Wisconsin tomorrow is not sold out. Uh, they had five, six, seven thousand seats available, something like that. And someone expressed surprise to me about that, and they said, no, nah. I said, you know what? I said, I said, tens of thousands are comfortable going. I said, but there's a segment that still is not comfortable based on their own circumstances. I mean, do you read it the same way, Donnie? Yeah, I believe so. We've, you know, we, we obviously have the AAA Yankees here, and attendance has been, has been down. And, that, I mean, and that's, a, that's an outdoor stadium, middle of summer. Back, and, and they started playing when the numbers were quite a bit lower, but attendance... You know, it has been down, and and, and look, I mean, I, I, I think you know when you hear, I'll, I'll use Penn State for an example, 107,000 people. You know, that that's that's it's, it's amazing that they get that many people in every week to, to come to a game, but it's still 107,000 people. You know, to, to, to pay pretty good money to go to a game and and be in a crowd, and and, and I I would expect that that numbers will be down this year uh, across the Big Ten attendance wise, and that that might that might be something that comes back next year. I, I actually did just. For whatever reason, about a half hour ago, looked to see on, uh, on Wisconsin's website the, the cost of tickets, and and, and they, they are still, I mean, they're they're still readily available. So it, it, it's I, I would expect that that you're, you're not. I mean, maybe for the biggest games and and, and the and the real hotbed, maybe you, you you would you would sell out a. I mean, Auburn I think will be very well attended. Yes, obviously, and and, and Ohio State's going to draw well when Penn State goes out there, but. But I, yeah, I, I think for for a, a game that's not a, a traditional rivalry, I think it might be a tough sell. All right. So what what is the theme that you're looking at early with Penn State? What are you What are you interested in seeing on Saturday right out of the gate that's going to pique your interest? Could they make a big play? Yeah. I mean, and that's that's why. I, I think that's both sides of the ball too. I mean, it's you know that, that's how you, you you beat Wisconsin. You, you make some big plays here and there. And, and you know, a couple of years ago when when they had Wisconsin at, at Beaver Stadium, and you know, and Taylor hit that seventy-one yard run early, you thought, oh my, 
you know, they're, they're in trouble. And it didn't really turn out that way. But most games against Wisconsin aren't, aren't like that. They're more like the Big Ten championship game where you, where you make some, some big plays against them, and, and, and that's how you kind of sideline them. But I think Jaquan Brisker said it this week. That, that, and, 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 and when they say it a couple times on a, on a teleconference or, a, or Zoom or whatever they're calling them now, but, but when they say it a couple times, you know they've been told it by, by coaches. He said that he said the, 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 the key word this week is start fast. And, 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 and I think that, that would kind of erase some things for them, too. It, it, you know, you, you don't, the, the, the better you start on Saturday, the, 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 more, the less you have to worry about, hey, was last year a, was something that you know, starting slow last year, something that's going to linger into this year. You, you get up to a fast start, you, you, you don't worry about that. I, I, and I think that, that kind of takes Wisconsin out of their, out of their game, too. They were, they were a fast-starting team. So you know they 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 came out last year and, and really blitzkrieg Wisconsin or excuse me Illinois. Illinois in their first game, you know with Mertz. I mean, they they got to get to Mertz early, make some some big plays, maybe maybe get a turnover. You know Dotson I think is going to be a really huge player in the first quarter in this game. So, so I, I I think they they really need to, to to make some plays early and 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 how do you go about doing that? Well you you have you have to have an offensive coordinator willing to take some chances and I think they have that. Something Dick Girardi and I talk about all the time when we do a basketball broadcast together, and it then warps into how, how I view football too. When I, with Jack, I think you got to play with the lead. I mean, playing with the lead as opposed to the mental side of playing uphill, and especially against Wisconsin, because eventually I think they want to throw the ball early just to show they can do it, but then they want to settle in and run the ball. Well, if you keep them from settling in and running the ball, you then take away a dimension that's theirs because you're playing with the lead. Yeah, absolutely. They, they they're a very traditional team in many ways, and, and they they want to they, they know they can run the ball. That's their they go into every game thinking that no matter the opponent, they're going to be able to run it. But they're going to want to be able to get the lead. And, and and the only way you can you can run the ball successfully to me and consistently in this day and age is do it with the lead. You can't run the ball well from behind, and very few teams can do that. And I don't think you can do that in the Big Ten anymore. But but yeah, you got to go. You got to go out and throw the first punches. You're in a heavyweight fight. This is this is the season, really, in a lot of ways for, for both of these teams. Nobody wants to lose this game, and, and and that's so trite to say it, because obviously you don't want to lose any games you play. But you lose this game, it, it's it's going to to stick with you the rest of the season in your minds and the and the and the reputation with the with the polls and and and, and opponents are going to see it too. I it's. It, it, it's just such a humongous game. I, I don't. I can't remember any any kind of game like this where I thought you know they have a legitimate chance, chance to win and go on the road and and you know they haven't, they haven't gone on the road uh, in a true road game against a ranked opponent to start the season in what thirty six years. Yeah. It, it's 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 very it's it's a, it's a very very big atmosphere for them and 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 that's how you. I mean, a lot of people on the. I, I thought I thought this was kind of funny on the on the on the zooms this week. We're asking. There's about the jump around. You know, what what do you think about that? And I, and I forget which player answered. I, I, it might might have been Brisker or Tariq, but one of them, one of them said, you know, I I don't worry about the what they're going to do in the fourth quarter. You know, we 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 want to we want to be establishing what we're doing by that point. It, it, it's it's it, it's a very 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 simple how you how you attack Wisconsin. You go out, you, you take the lead, you force them to play a game they don't want to play. Right. And and that's what Penn State needs to do, and they know that. Right. Exactly. Uh, Brisker, of course, he, it's part of that, that um, Lackawanna pathway because he and Jair Brown together out there. Um, what have you thought of Brisker's development here? Because he came in with a good reputation, and, and 
it looks like he's enhanced at his time has gone. Now he's getting a lot of preseason recognition. Yeah, Brisker's one of those guys when he was here. I, I, I think I mean, it's, it's going to sound weird, but I, I think when, when they were all here, when all three of those guys were here, I think the biggest prospect out of the three of them going to Penn State was Wiggins. Yeah. Because everybody kind of thought, you know, he's, he's got the right body type, athleticism was off the charts, mm-hmm. things like that. And Brisker was kind of, you know, just a he's a guy who was having a big season, and you wondered about his numbers. But you watch Brisker play, you saw what you're starting to see at, at, at Penn State. Very versatile player. He, he could play the run. You could you could switch him, and you could play him a cornerback in a pinch. He'd do okay. You could put him at linebacker if you if you want. And, and, and in fact, Brent Price said that if he was going to be here for another year, he might consider using him a little bit as a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think his tackling is, is really, really special. He doesn't miss many, many tackles. Um, and now he's playing a position with, with Penn State at the free safety spot that he, that he played a, a, you know, quite a bit with Lackawanna. He's, he's able to go out there and, and, and do what he's comfortable doing. And when he's comfortable, you, you see a totally different player. And, and you're seeing that not just on the field with Penn State, but but as a leader, I mean, I, it, it's shocking to me. I, I, I just think it's a great story that a kid came in from junior college and made himself a captain at Penn State. That, that is so difficult to do. I, I don't know if anybody's ever done that before. Yeah. I, I, I think he's just, he's just been such a, a special guy. He, I mean, he was, he, he's an all-time player at Lackawanna just from, from the season he had. I think, it was, I think it was 2018. I think he led the team in interceptions and sacks and uh, tack in a bunch of categories of safety shouldn't lead the lead the team in, but you know, he, he's not going to have that kind of an impact on on this defense. But I, I think he certainly, I, I would, my money is on him being the best defensive player Penn State has this year, and, and I think he's got to have a a big season if this team wants to to go places. But I, I think he's a difference maker just because he's a, a solid football player who could do a lot of different things. And that's and look, he he has the ability, uh, he has great cover skills. He's developed into a great cover guy. You can also play him in the box. To go back to your point, Donnie, about um, uh, the point about his ability to maybe play an outside linebacking spot because he can play in the box. Yeah, he, he played a lot in the box at, at Lackawanna. I mean, he, it's, it's, I mean it's, it's all just labels, really, but he, he played safety out of the box. Now, does that make him a linebacker at at Lackawanna, I mean, they, they didn't call him that. They had other linebackers on the field. But he, he played a very, very different position than, than anybody I've, I've ever seen when he was, when he was in junior college. And I, and I wondered, you know, what, what, how is he going to translate that, what he was able to do well at Lackawanna onto the field at, at, uh, at Penn State. And I, and, and I thought really that in, in 2019 you started to see it a little bit. He was, he was, I think he was playing a, a bit out of position. He, he's, he's better at free. Um, but... Yeah, and the, he had. A, I thought he had a great Cotton Bowl. I really thought he, yes. he played well. He was, he was one of their best safeties in that in that game. I thought he he really could have played more, but there were some, you know, they had some some guys there who had played well. Garrett Taylor over the years, and and, and those guys got the play, and, and Taylor ends up making a big play in that game. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it's 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 one of those deals where once he got where he was going to go, which is which is back to the free safety spot, and, and they started to use his versatility. He became a much more confident player, and you know, the, look, look at the four games they won last year. I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's unfair to say Brisker was the best player on the on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just don't think it's unfair to say. I mean, he was he was great against Rutgers, really really strong against Michigan, and you know, and he gets sideline to sideline as a safety. That's very very 
very difficult to do. And, and you, know, you could ask him to do anything. Like, like I said, if, he's, if you want him to play cornerback, I, I think he would do well in a pinch. He's that good a cover guy. So, but he, and he also plays the run well. He tackles well. He, if you want him to go after the quarterback, he could do that. He, he's one of those, it, it, it's, it's how, how, how everybody on that team looks up to him. And, and, and Jordan Stout said this week during, during one of the calls, you know, he, he might have the biggest voice in the team. It, it, it's just shocking to me how, how quickly he's developed into that role. Yeah, it is because I mean, you know, you know, it, for anybody coming into something new, it takes a little while to to trust people around you. You know, he's the kind of guy that once he does, man, he is he is with you all the way. He's a loyal kid. Um, uh, what about the combination? Uh, Ellis Brooks is a really smart linebacker, really smart. He plays the game with it, as much with his brains as he does with his with his legs. Um, but what about Brandon Smith and Curtis Jacobs in the spot they're in? What are you thinking when you when you and how anxious are you to see how they perform in their respective spots? Well, they're in position now. I mean, it, 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 it's it's very easy to say, oh, he's playing linebacker, but he's not really. You know, Brandon Smith played linebacker last year, but it's not the it wasn't the position he should be playing. He's now he's playing he's playing in the in the linebacker spot he should be in, and and he you know he's going to make a. I think he's going to make a big difference, or at least he's going to fit in a lot better than he did where he was last year. And, and the reason he, he could do that is because Jacobs fits in. Now, you know, I, I asked a couple of guys about the linebackers this week, and everybody, everybody raved about Jacobs. They, they said this guy could, this guy, this is a guy who could play safety. This is a guy, this is a guy who could do. He, somebody said he could play receiver. You know, he, he's, he's just a guy who can move all around. He's, he's so athletic. He is he is the guy they need to cover on on, on out of the linebacker position. He'll he'll be on tight ends. He'll be on slot guys. He's he's going to do some things that Brandon Smith was doing last year that really aren't Brandon Smith's game. And you know Smith did okay at times, I, I, but now he's going to be playing a, a position where he can make a bigger impact. And now you got Jacobs out there making a bigger impact than what Smith was making. And th- and that that just you combine that with Ellis Brooks, who I thought was really really solid last year when I went mm-hmm. back and. And really study that. I, I think Brooks is. You could do a lot worse than Ellis Brooks in the middle, but I, so I, so I, I think this linebacking course is a really sneaky chance to be very good. And, and I would be. I, I I would dare to say I, I think that's going to be a group that stands out on Saturday. It's interesting because a guy that has a lot of experience that has been able to slide over a spot is PJ Mustafer, and when you look at. Wisconsin, and you see the depth chart, you see senior or fifth-year senior, senior, fifth-year senior, except the three guys in the, in the middle, center and the guard combination, uh, are all seniors or fifth-year seniors, except none of them have ever started a game. I think that ends up being a big matchup in this game. What is your thought? Oh, absolutely. I was just writing this. <laughs> you're, you're stealing my thunder here. That's <laughs> what, what I do, Donnie. I just steal the good stuff from everybody. <laughs> But I, yeah, you mentioned Mustafer, and I, and I think that's a, that's a big point. He's going to be more in. There, there's going to be a, a better chance for him to to, to, to play to his strengths. But I, I mean, I'm really looking forward to Beeman. I, I think he could be he could be very good. You know, just as as a guy who makes some things happen against a, against a group of big people, and you know, at, at Wisconsin, I, I really think Wisconsin's line somewhat kind of similar to Penn State in the way it's. It's constructive where you got those two tackles. I, I certainly think Penn State's tackles are better than Wisconsin's do. But you know, experience-wise, they 
you know, they're both the guy, you know, the, the tackles have played a lot for both sides, but it's, it's just a matter of how are they going to make it fit in, in, in those three interior spots. And, and Wisconsin, to me, has a lot more questions there than Penn State does. And I, and I think Mustafer, you know, Beam and Tangelo, all those guys, you know, whoever step, whoever gets to step in there, are, are, are going to be, you know, are, 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 are have a chance to to really make an impact on, on you know on stopping the run this week. And you know that that you know Wisconsin. You know, we we said it earlier. They want to run the ball. They have a reputation for being able to run the ball. They have a lot of questions at running back too. They yeah. really do. And and, and I, I I think Penn State has a chance to to, to shut the running game down. I, maybe not completely. They didn't they didn't two years ago, but statistically anyway. But I think they have a chance to to make it so that you know the, the, the Wisconsin has to throw it a little more than they want. Wisconsin averaged three point nine three yards per carry last year. In the world, in in the truest definition of atypical, <laughs> that's atypical of Wisconsin. I think they want to somehow get past three point nine three yards a carry. Hey. They want to be one point five higher than that. I, don't, I yeah, believe probably, yeah, probably. And if Penn State keeps them down in the threes, they're going to be happy on the plane of the way home. Uh, Donnie, always a pleasure. Appreciate you very much. Thanks, Steve. Always a pleasure to do it. Donnie Collins, Scranton Times Tribune, always doing great work and always great to have him on the show. Well, today's show has been brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Stock up for a big football weekend right now at Brewers Outlet. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies and the pickle bar led by the barrels of the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Penn State football tomorrow. We've got Shiklami football coming up tonight at uh, 7, 6.30 the airtime with Kevin and the Chief. And then tomorrow, Jack Ham and I will be at Camp Randall in Madison as the Nittany Lions take on Wisconsin in the season opener. Once again, noon the kickoff, 10.30 the airtime. And you'll hear it all right here on the Penn State Sports Network and News Radio 1070 WKOK.